0: Really thought that was gonna to we're all crowing a beard. A man's face
1: should never be bare. We just want some facial hair.
0: We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard. Good morning.
1: Hey, that's my line. That's my line. Good morning. My Good bad. morning. <laughs> it says uh behind the beards. We're glad you've chosen to join us this morning. Uh, We pull the curtain back here and uh, try to take a look behind the scenes. Um, Our goal is to reveal the things uh, that that motivate that go on uh, in those who are called to lead your churches and your ministries. Um, I'm Josh Fowler. I'm a preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, And my friend, my brother on the other side of the screen here, Aaron Partlow, is a youth minister in Topeka, Kansas. Um, Aaron, what's going on this morning, man?
0: You know, it is a beautiful fall day. We like we. It was really funny. We had like an eighty degree day, and then we jumped into like one inch of snow. And then Kansas is like, "I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." <laughs> Boom, sixty eight degree weather, sunshine. Here's your fall. It was like it was like pulling a fast one on us, you know. So <laughs> um, we've had like some beautiful days. you saw a couple of days great frisbee golf weather.
1: Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. a little chilly, man. Sixty-eight degrees. Oh, when I got <laughs> Yeah, I like a uh, oh, Stephen. You you sneezed, um, and now my phone has the virus. I have a virus
0: who even inv- who even invites that guy to this <laughs> podcast? Like, on. I don't know,
1: but I sure am glad he's here. Things are things are going well. My uh, my daughter just turned eighteen on October tenth, yeah. and so you know what she's doing today. Um, she's sleeping in. Oh, she is. She actually did sleep in because all of our schools are polling places. So, oh, wow. Um, and they don't use churches for polling places, they use the schools primarily. So, uh, no school on voting day. So, they're out of school. Um, my youngest is getting his braces off this morning, and uh, as soon as they're done with that, Jody's going to vote for the first time in her life. Um, Good for her. Yeah, for her. I'm. I'm kind of at. I'm kind of at a loss, man. But uh,
0: yeah, your kids are
1: old. It's crazy. They just. But they just grow up.
0: You've got many years left.
1: I do. Hey, we'll be empty nesters at forty-five. Wow, that's impressive.
0: That is impressive. I'll have. A, I'll have a whole life. To live I, I, at this point, how old will I be? Like um, Sam's two so 18 subtract 2 that's 16 32 (laughs) plus 16 is 48 48. that's not bad
1: it's if you have no more though yeah we'll see see how that we'll see how that rolls
0: for you we'll see actually I feel bad for my wife she found out yesterday she has to have a root canal on uh, Friday
1: that sounds perfectly awful
0: no, actually, it's next Friday, next Friday. So, <laughs> Chad has 45. Abby's
1: his youngest. That's crazy, Chad. Um, not going to be an empty nest for a little while. But his girls, his his two young ones. His older ones are pretty cool, too. I played disc golf with uh, Sam and Owen. Uh, but Josh, you could have another
0: one up. at 45.
1: Uh-uh. No, I'm out. <laughs> um, I've I've done the work.
0: It is. I can't
1: imagine having kids like 18 years apart. I know that like some people have done that before. I know that it's possible. But I, I can't imagine my, completely starting over, so.
0: I think my mom and my aunt are like 8 to 10 years apart or something like that. Yeah, well. I never know how old my mom is cuz she's been 40 for like the last 30 years, so. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I just given up. Just gave up on knowing
1: so our uh, question for you to kind of think about as we talk about this uh episode is my number correct um what is the most effective way for you to receive information whether that's for your job for the church family the most effective way that you receive information because that's kind of what we're talking about today is disseminating information and you know i laugh at uh, <laughs> Dustin. Yes. <laughs> Dustin is uh, overseas right now and I can send him a text message. I can shoot him a Facebook message. I don't send him an email because he never checks his email. Uh, he's 21 or almost 21, by the way. Heather won't get upset with me if I automatically call him 21. but uh, he uh, He will sometimes respond to text messages, but sometimes it's like a day or two later. Because of the time difference. Oh, yeah. But if, but if I send him a Snapchat, there are only three people I have on my Snapchat. Um, it's Heather and, oh, yeah. See, she's not 21.
0: There yet. she is.
1: Heather, Jody, and Dustin. Those are the only three people I communicate with on Snapchat. But if I snap him, he responds almost immediately.
0: Isn't that like, amazing?
1: I just texted you like 14 hours ago and you haven't responded yet.
0: We had, we had a preaching intern who was like the exact same way. And he's still that way today. Like Darian Dalton. If, uh, if I, if I need to like get an answer right away, I just snap him, And it's like instant, instant back. Um, if I text them, who knows? Um, it's just really funny. It is funny.
1: What, uh, what kinds of communications, what's the easiest way for you to communicate
0: for me? It's, it's text messages. Uh, text messages are always... So, there's an interesting fact. Not a fact. It's not a fact. I can't say fact because it's not scientifically proven. <laughs> However, we... Um, so, here at Central, we have done something now three times. We've done a thing called Prayer Partners. Mm-hmm. And um, I always try to... It's really funny. I always tell my senior adults... Excuse me. I always tell my senior adults don't call your teen. I said, I said, if you can send them a text message, I said, they will respond back uh, better. And then eventually you can get into phone calls. Um, I said, but first reach out with a text message. And then I always return and tell my teenagers, don't text them, call them (laughs) (laughs) because, um, because yeah, I find like in youth ministry, a lot of times like text messages, uh, are a lot more... It kind of feels like a phone call is like somebody coming and knocking on your front door. Like an unexpected un, uh, unexpected guest, you know? Um, oh, why is this random person calling me? Um, but if I get a text message from somebody, I, I can read it and it seems less uh, um, uh, invasive uh, kind of an idea. So it's kind of interesting. I don't feel that way. I, I screen my phone calls actually quite a bit. But that's just because I have a 503 number um, and and I live in a 785, you know, in Kansas. And uh, I think maybe if Lauren and I ever moved, um, I think I would finally, like, get rid of my phone number. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, like, I, I prefer text messages over calls. I prefer text messages than a phone call. Like, hey, are you free to talk about this in a couple minutes? Sure. Okay, then give me a call. Kind of helps me get in a better headspace uh, and gets me right there. See, I knew I liked Heather. Heather's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so I think we're in this uh, um, kind of a day and age of communication where like, there's a lot going on, right? And I, I kind of like what you said that sometimes getting a phone call feels like somebody knocking on your door. Um, There is, uh, if someone is calling me most of the time, I think what's bad wrong, news.
0: yeah, yeah. What's it's wrong? always I've never gotten a phone call well, that's I shouldn't say never, but yeah, like I would say eight out of ten times phone calls are usually bad, nine out of ten times, texts are usually like good news,
1: yeah, now, I will say that we have a guy in our church, Mike Galino, who since the quarantine has made it a point. I think he may have called every person in our church multiple times, awesome, phone, phone calls um and you know most of the time if i if i need to like talk sometimes it's just easier to talk on the phone than it is to send a text message because you know so much gets lost when you don't have the voice interaction absolutely and and so you know i'll shoot somebody a text which say hey can i give you a call just got a couple things i want to run by you or someone will ask me a question and i'll just say can i call you Because here's what I don't like. I don't like if I text you and you respond with a phone call. (laughs) Yes. No, I texted you because I can't really talk right now. Um, And I like the text messaging because I can receive the message and I don't have to respond right away. I don't have to answer right away. I can answer when it's a little more convenient. But at the same time, there is a challenge in texting because three quarters of your communication is off the table with Mm -hmm. any kind of text messages. So.
0: It's, you uh, know it's, and it's really interesting you know uh church workers in general I think um you know because we work with such a vast amount of different different people uh not only do we work with a vast amount of people who are you know economically different but also like uh age range as well so I have I have some teens and this is what gets really difficult and especially when sometimes I have to sit down in an elders meeting and they want to say well how's your one-on-one ministry going can you give us a little bit of an update I have to like rack my brain because I'm like, well, I was texting with this teen, I was Facebook messaging this team. There was some Instagram DMs going on with this team. There was, you know, um yeah, all of these, all of these different, you know what I mean? All these different yeah, we're gonna talk about this here. Um all of these different forms of communication, all these different apps. Like I literally have a section on my phone that just has messaging and I have all the different apps that I use to like message teens because I have some teens I can text them. I'll never hear from them. If I DM them on Instagram, it's instant. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, if I, if I send them a snap, um, you know, it's instant. Um, uh, It's just really, it's really interesting and it's really funny. Um, uh, Now this Bryce has a good point here. Did you want to go into this or did you want to? No, I was just, I was just going to say,
1: there are so many different ways out there and not just like, I think about it and we'll talk about in a minute, the different ways that we communicate the things for our ministry. But right. you know, that response that says, Oh, um, I didn't get the message. All and right. like, sometimes it's from my own kids. Right. Like I said, I said something to Jody last night, you know, she said, well, let's just go take our, my senior pictures on Sunday after church. And it's like, well, we have church in the morning and then we have your Bible study at one. And then, uh, and then we have Sunday Evening Church. And she says, what do you mean Sunday Evening Church? We're not doing Sunday Evening Church. It's like, babe, hey, it was in the bulletin. It was announced. And Heather said, your dad even said it from the pulpit. What do you mean God. you didn't know we were starting evening I'm worship this week?
0: Literally you know? the preacher.
1: So, you know, what do you mean you didn't get the message? You know, because there's so many different ways in which we try to put information out there. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Bryce here. I, I try if I'm saying, hey, can I give you a call a little bit later? I try to give them a reason why I'm calling. Absolutely. Um, so that it's not like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Um, but just hey, just I had a couple ideas, wanted to run them by you. Um, can I give you a call a little bit later? It's easier than text. Because yeah, if an elder calls, sends you a text message saying, "Can I call you later?" It's like, oh no, what did I say? What did I do?
0: Um- <laughs> well, it, it is. It's it's almost like a. It's just kind of like a. It's a common courtesy, or it's a thinking. <laughs> thinking ahead kind of a thing you know Um, like if your boss um, you know if your boss calls you or or sends you a text hey we need to talk later but they don't tell you why like you always walk into a meeting at least knowing what the meeting is about and so um, you know it's just kind of one of those I don't know like why sometimes like we don't think about that Um, but yeah
1: my daughter just sent me a text message and she said I was distracted man don't come for me (laughs)
0: That's really funny. Uh,
1: She she helps with our uh, live stream on Sunday mornings, getting it up, and she wasn't running it this Sunday. And actually, the behind the beards uh, logo screen played during our worship service for a little while.
0: Oh, nice! We
1: got a little free pub. Um, and uh, but anyway, that's why we got
0: all these viewers. That's right. That's right.
1: So, what are um? I mean, I think about the different ways that I try to to communicate what's going on um yeah emails emails get lost for some people uh but for others email is the only way like i have an elder if i want to get a hold of him quickly i send him an email um he's a dean at lsu and he will respond to an email faster than any other form of communication right that's kind of part of the challenge, right? Because everyone communicates so very differently um, and how they receive information effectively is so different. So, you know, I'll send out an email, I'll put it on Remind, I'll put it on the Facebook page, we'll post it on the website. Um, and then, you know, we'll put it, if it's an event, we'll put it on the church Google calendar, which populates on the website. Um, maybe you are creating a, a Facebook event Publishing it in the bulletin. Um, Man, there is a diverse array of the ways in which we try to disseminate information. It Um, is
0: all out there. It's, um, I don't know,
1: man. It's just such a.
0: There's always the, there's also that premise of that idea of like, you have to communicate something in three different ways in order for it to reach the mass amount of people, right? So, like, if you don't do it in three ways, like you're losing a set of people. And I wonder, um, I just wonder, like, I wonder honestly, is this is this a culture thing? Have we have we because of marketing and because of ads, have we like been so desensitized that it is so easy for us to um, ignore things? Um, it's so easy for us to like sit there and pay attention to something else, like say like church announcements. Um, like, is it so easy for us to like tune out, uh, or to not read something in the bulletin or not receive it, even though we read it kind of a thing. Um, it's, it's kind of curious, like, are we over over overstimulated that it's easy for us to, to tune out so much, uh, information.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, Chad talks about pictures and videos, you know, mm-hmm. or announcement text. I like this. Hey, got something personal to share or too much to text. Can I give you a call as a kind of a precursor? Mm. Um, I've started moving almost all of my announcements to picture announcements. Yeah. Because I just feel like text announcements, people don't read very much of. But if there's a picture with just the a little bit of the, the details in there, like, you know, you get the big truck or treat. And it's a big image and then it says, you know, date, time, bring candy to share or whatever, you know, that generally speaking, people know, you know, what that transpires or what that includes. They just need to know kind of the little details. So I've moved to to more of picture announcements. And it's funny because every time I put one like in the bulletin, my wife will say, oh, it's just too much going on. I was like, I know for for our minds it is, but for a lot of the people we're trying to reach, that's kind of how they uh, process information. Right. Um, the other one is TikTok, you know? Um, you know, it's kind of the, it. the latest little um, Chinese spy jam that's going on through social media. Like nobody else is spying on us through any other social media, right? It's true. Nobody else is. Um, but I tell you what, I have, almost every Sunday, I record a video, a TikTok video before my sermon, and it's today's teaching in 60 seconds. Um, I don't always post it because I don't always like the way it comes out, but what it forces me to do is it forces me to take my teaching for the day and boil it down to what is most important. Mm. If I can get my whole message in a 60-second blurb, you know, now then I know what i can't lose today like like this is it this is this is the nuts and bolts the bare minimum the thing that everything else is going to hang on um and so some of that information um processing has has helped me kind of come down same thing with picture announcements right i mean you can't put a whole paragraph on a picture announcement so what are the, the the basics that people need to know um
0: That's, um, you know, that's actually something that's really curious. I actually find that some of my best sermons are ones that I've done a PowerPoint presentation with. Um, because like you can't put a whole bunch of stuff on a PowerPoint, you know, I mean, you can, but it gets, it gets ridiculous. Uh, you know, and so, Hey, these are the major highlights. These are the major points that I need you to know. Um, that's curious. See, I usually send out what's called a true vine update. We have a giant, um, almost like, 18, 20 foot vine in our youth room that we painted on the wall and kids put their hands on there when they get baptized and write their name and their date and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. Um, but so I send an email out called the, the true vine update as in, you know, Hey, this is anyway, youth minister stuff. Um, so this is helping me like, maybe these are some good ways that I can adapt my information because I send one out every Tuesday, actually right after this podcast, I hop on and I start writing my Tuesday email that I send out to all our parents, Mm -hmm. uh, which we'll have a uh, winter retreat um, next weekend on just a Saturday out at the old tall grass.
1: Yeah. And and I like I like the elevator pitch, right? Bulling it down. What's important? You know, if I've got a 45 second ride in an elevator with someone and they ask me something, what is what is that 45 second? um pitch that I'm gonna give them about whatever it is they've asked about. I, yeah. ideally we'd say the gospel. Um, you know, that's kind of the the, the premise that, that comes from is you've got you got someone's attention for for a minute and you want to tell them about your testimony, how do you boil that down? Um and I think Bryce is right, this information overload uh because you're right on, on social media especially add, 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 add. They're just constant.
0: Um what are what are some dead ways of communication for you? What are some ways that worked and then all they just like faded out? When do you think of that? Um can you think of any? Well
1: for me, yeah. I mean I hate I hate communicating through email. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Um
1: it's just, I mean, it's cumbersome. I have to sift through so much trash in my email inbox because because my email address is twenty years old that there's so much spam and junk. Yeah, email did exist twenty years ago. Don't make that face. Uh, it barely existed, but it did
0: exist. It's more like I was um, out into nowhere because my <laughs> pan- <laughs> <laughs> <Woo!
1: laughs> um, um, camera. And so it's just it's just hard for me uh, to do that Uh, long wordy type posts or um, like even when I read an article. Right. If you send me an article and the main points of the article aren't bolded, it can be a long article if it's worth reading and I'll go read it. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go look for has this person picked out his main points that he wants me to take away from. And do those main points capture my attention? And if so, then I'll go back and read the whole thing. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> hotmail.
1: Hey, my, my email is rocketmail, man. Not Hot mail. At
0: hotmail. Hotmail.
1: Um, and so, it's just its really a challenge, but you, I can't really say that it's dead because there's some people that those things capture. And there are those people that You know, still remind me regularly that they don't have any form of electronic com. If I want to get information to them, I either have to call them or mail them. Um, and so it's a, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a true story. There, it's we
0: um. So for us, we use this app called Remind Me. It's a really cool app. Um, it um is if you are in a setting where you hate group messages, but you need to send group messages. This is a good way to be able to do that and have control over that. So we used to use this app. Now they went through some legal problems where AT&T was like, "Uh uh-uh, you ain't going to use this anymore. So they like cut them off, but then they're back. So I need to look in to see if that's something I can revitalize for our ministry because it was really, really, really helpful. So look into that if you're a youth minister or if you are a parent volunteer or something or a church volunteer. It's a great way to be able to communicate to a mass group, and when somebody responds, it only goes to you instead of the entire group, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but then we First also part of group
1: texting, right? Is the the reply to reply to the group? Yeah.
0: Josh <laughs> Fowler liked your message. Great! I'm glad that everyone knows that now. Um, something that we I really tried. This was something I really tried to get on board with. Was there was this app called Band. B-A-N-D. It was really great. And the main reason I wanted to jump on board and use that was because I had had a handful of teens who didn't have social media, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have any of this. I I still do. I still have two or three now instead of five or six. But I had a large group that just did not have social media at all. They weren't allowed to have it. And that's fine. That's their parents' choice. Um, I support it. It's fine. Um, But I had to... I had to, you know, figure out how to reach them. So I we downloaded and I really pushed for this. Now, the hardest part about a form of communication is getting other people on board with it, right? Right. Um, and I just, it, I tried and I tried and I tried. And you're, going to have those two or three families who do everything um, and really jump on board and do it. Um, but it was cool. It took everything from that you get out of a good social media group. Like if you have a large youth group and you use facebook groups you know and you create a group there and you can do polls and ask questions that people can respond but if nobody responds or looks at it or does anything that's kind of pointless Uh, (laughs) and i was i was hoping that band would be able to fill that niche and be able to do that and then it just crashed my wife was like aaron you just need to stop being an old fart and use instagram Uh, and i was like "Oh, fine so instead of using it i use instagram now kind of uh my wife mainly primarily runs our instagram i have a couple teenagers who um which i need to replace because i think they're all graduated out (laughs) but they also (laughs) run our instagram as well so that's kind of been a good option i'll be like hey i need you to make some posts about this and so they can do that and have fun doing that but yeah like um man i wish band would have taken off with my youth group but it just didn't um uh, yeah. Because it's it's sometimes it's, it's hard in youth ministry. It's really hard because um, some of my some frustration points as a youth minister is that you communicate and you communicate to the parents, but then it doesn't trickle down to mm-hmm. the teenagers. And so how do you communicate to the parents and to the teenagers? Um, and how do you do both? And then it's kind of overwhelming uh, how much how many times you have to communicate, how many places you have to get something out. Um, um, and so it's just, a, it's really interesting and, and it's difficult and it can be, it can be more tiresome trying to communicate what's going on. And I think a lot of times, especially nowadays, you know, I can communicate something, but it is fighting against other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it's fighting against band practice. It's fighting against, um, you know, uh, some sort of a sports activity, or an AP class or homework time. Um, yeah, And so it's, you know, and, and so if you don't get the information out there in time, you just get lost. Um, but sometimes you can communicate it and it still gets lost. Um, so communication is, is, is really difficult. Giving information
1: to people has helped me process information from other people in different ways. Um, and believe it or not, there are people that still have landlines. Um, I haven't had a landline since we left Oklahoma 10 years ago, but, um, and I don't know, I don't, I've never used text in church because I can't stand the name of it. I don't want to encourage people to text in church, even though it's funny, but, um, so being someone who has put in so much work into disseminating information, like, you know, I remember one work we were at where we had a calendar, paper calendar posted on the door of my office in the youth room um, in the upcoming events for the next two weeks were in the youth section of our bulletin. The, we had a Google calendar that we shared and we had uh, everyone was emailed you know a copy of the calendar then you know so all this information is out there and people would always call me and say hey what time's the event tonight and it's like seriously um i've i've given it to you in so many different ways and you're asking me what time you know the event right. is right um, and sometimes if it was an email the response they would respond to the email with a question that was addressed in the email Right, and and so I tell you, this has changed the way I receive information from others, is because now, uh, for instance, I had a ball game last night um, at Central Middle School that I was asked to fill in for. Um, it wasn't when I was initially assigned to. So he says, "Hey, somebody's not gonna make it in town. Can you fill in for him?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Well, so before I texted out to confirm everything, I was like, "I need to make sure he hasn't sent me an email." So I go to my email, I search for AlToops, I find all my emails from AlToops and make sure he hasn't already given me this information somewhere. And then I shoot him a message and just say, hey, just confirming details for tonight. Here, here, correct. Um, because it's, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge, right, um, to, to go to all that work and then someone say something like this question, right? Uh, maybe you got the wrong number. Is my number correct? And right. Like, dude. We just talked yesterday. Yes, your number is correct.
0: No the message your is hasn't on changed. the message is on red. That's
1: right. I New phone. Who dis yeah. <laughs> um and so it's a it is a challenge. That's a good question, you know, from Jonathan there. Oh. Hey. How did uh how did having kids change the way you communicate with families? I can't tell you how it changed because I entered ministry with children. Um, but uh, did it change the way you perceive life in the home with uh
0: kids? Not, not, not really, because so Sam's only two years old. So, um, we mainly communicate through uh, "Don't do that" or "Ooh, good job" or baby talk. Um, still, so uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's changed. It's changed. I will say this: it's changed when I communicate. Um, normally I've been a late night kind of a person and I got a lot of stuff done in the late evenings. Um, now it seems like, like bedtime is really important. Uh, and I really enjoy putting Sam to sleep and helping him, uh, go to sleep and helping Lauren and, and do all that. Like, that's kind of a really important routine for us. We kind of do a thing where we pray and we put him down and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, which means, you know, and, and it's come to like evenings is really about the only time sometimes, and I'm talking like eight o'clock, nine o'clock or some of the only moments where I really have alone with my wife to be able to talk about our days and talk about what's going on and stuff like that. Um, and so um, and I no longer go upstairs and um, like send those emails out or pre-plan those emails to go out uh, as I used to do. Um, I now wake up earlier in the morning and I get some more stuff done and things like that. So that's how it's changed my communication and other stuff like that.
1: Um, yeah. I, I missed didn't mention this earlier. I saw it, but, uh, it, it is funny how our electronic communication has really changed the meaning of physical mail. Yeah. Um, Heather and I, uh, got a card from a, a really sweet friend of ours. She's, uh, been a part of our our ladies bible class you know for several years since we've been here um she's attended another church kind of up the road but she told me the other day she said you know I know that I'm not officially a member at your church but I just want you to know that I consider you my pastor and um and you said hold up wait a minute yeah, no.
0: <laughs> first off let me teach you I am actually yeah. a preacher not a pa- no I'm just kidding
1: right no and so uh she sent us a, a little card you know, for, for pastor appreciation month. Um, and you know, just, it just kind of helped me realize we get around birthdays and anniversaries and different things like that. Uh, but you know, that piece of mail that somebody took the time to pick out and write in and then go to the post office and send, or I guess you could do it from your house too, right. You just flip the flag up, but just taking the extra effort to send something physical really does have, um, you have a renewed appreciation for those kind of things. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, funny and, stories
1: before I ask you what the behind the beards moment is?
0: Well, <laughs> I would say, I would say this. Um, honestly, like, this is a big one for me. Like, so this, where was it? Uh, so, this is like really, really important, but there's a trick to it, right? Like, it, it means a lot to get a card from somebody in the mail. Like, it really does. And I think it means a lot to teenagers, too, sometimes. Just every once in a while to get something out uh, in the mail. So every once in a while. Uh, like, right now, I have a stack of cards on the table downstairs. My wife and I are, are writing uh, some cards to our teens. Uh, so they get a card in the mail. But if you buy a card and just sign your name and then send it to somebody... It, it kind of, like, hurts more than it, like, helps, right? Because you're like, oh my goodness, Josh just sent me a card. I'm so excited to... Oh, he just signed his name. Like, I don't care if, like, the message in the card that is pre-written by Hallmark is, like, that amazing. Like, if you don't put something else in the card, um, like money... No, I'm just kidding. Like writing like a nice message or just say hey i'm really thinking about you or hey we've been really praying for you um anything more than just signing your name that that really grinds my gears right um well
1: so along those lines um there we have a uh, we send out cards for all the birthdays and anniversaries through the church here yeah and signing cards is personally one of my least favorite things in the world to do. Right. Because what I want to do is just, all right, you know, I'll get a stack of 10 or 15 cards that have to go out for the week. And Heather puts them on my desk and it's like, Oh, I just, okay. And I just want to say, Hey, Josh, and then just send them all. But I'm like, that's not very personable. Right. Right. That's the whole point of sending a card
0: to be personable.
1: Anybody can just sign a name. Mm -hmm. and so you know i kind of make it a point to make sure i know who it's to and if it's happy birthday i'll say happy birthday john you know so they know that it's not just just signing the same thing all the time and then just uh, just a little a well wish and it's not much but it's something something that just makes him know well he didn't just sign his name here he actually knew this was coming to me it's personalized and there's this this blessing here with it um And every time I get to a point where I'm like, I don't even know if this is doing any good. I think we just need to stop sending cards. People know when their birthdays are coming. They get it from their families. Someone will come up to me on Sunday and say, I got your card. It was so sweet of you to think of me on my birthday. I'm like, okay, I hear you, God. We'll keep this up because it does um, as long as it, I think that little personal touch helps really kind of bring it home to some people because we just don't get them very much
0: yeah
1: more cards and letters is that maybe that's to steven Stephen, i'm going to to give you give us your address and um we will flood you with cards and letters
0: that's because he's a retired mail carrier (laughs) so he's definitely (laughs) saying send them through the usps
1: that's right that's right um that's good stuff man good stuff Snail mail and face to face. Is it legal for her to call it snail mail? If um, you know, if, if your dad previously worked for. Now,
0: now it's mask to mask, right? <laughs> That's right. Um,
1: it um, is good. It is good. behind the moment.
0: The behind the beard moment. The behind the beard moment is 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 really this. your youth minister or your preacher or whoever's in charge takes a lot of consideration on what they want to communicate to you Uh, as, as members, as, as a church family, as a body unit, we need to pay better attention to what's going on around us, Uh, especially this communication is extremely key. Uh, Communicating, getting it out there is extremely important. However, we need to be responsible in receiving information. Uh, Because Christ has called us to live this different life, to be um, this body and this family, to uplift and to encourage one another. If we're not connected to our church body, if we're not receiving that information, if we are not participating, are we really a member or a part of the body or are we just some like fancy t shirt that is uh, hanging on but is going to get thrown off and things like that. So uh, the behind-the-beard moment is, guys, we need to do a better job at communicating, but we also have to do a better job at receiving information, being involved, and being a part of our church families and uh, their lives. I like it. And I would just add. <clears throat> we- that, always,
1: that always means he didn't like it that is not what that means we are communicating i would just add we're already putting information out in so many different areas i mean some people will say well i just didn't want to add one more and it's like but you know what if one if adding one more avenue will allow you to get the information Uh it's not that much work to just paste it into one more form of dissemination and so communicate with people if there is a way that you communicate best you know, let us let us know that that works best for you and we'll make sure that those are always there because our, our main goal is to be sure that people are informed yeah, about the things absolutely. that are going on so they can be engaged. And um, it all boils down to that little c C word of communication, right?
0: Yeah, it was interesting this last um this last transition period for us. I actually had there was a there's a miscommunication and I didn't have any of my new 7th graders parents on <laughs> my email chain that I sent out. And a parent came up to me and said, "Man, are are the teens doing anything?" And I go, "What are you talking about? Yeah, we're doing stuff." I said, "Are you not getting my emails?" No. Oh. Well, that, I could see now how you would assume that the teens aren't doing anything. Let me personally go check and make sure that you're on my email chain. Oh, there you go. Uh, now that parent is like, hey, I want to come and chaperone and be there at your fall retreat. By the way, I'm a little weirded out by this fall retreat next week because I have more chaperones than I've ever had uh, in the last like <laughs> three years. Um, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do with all this help. Like I don't have to do everything like it's really great. So I'm, I'm really excited. So props to the parents of the teenagers at the central church of Christ in Topeka. Love you guys. And I appreciate you uh, stepping up and volunteering uh, and being a part of your children's faith life. Awesome. So um, I want to thank everyone for being here. Um, we are so excited and we are grateful that you allow us to do this stream that you are here and watching uh, today, But we also want to remind you of something of uh, extreme importance. Uh, Galatians 6, 9. Okay, Don't grow weary in doing good. This world is messy. This life is messy. So allow Christ to use you to do something do- different. Something good in his name. Uh, I'm Aaron. and This is Josh. And we will see you next week on Behind the Beards. we're all growing a beard. A man's face should never be bare. We just want some facial
1: hair. We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for me.